on this special episode of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, episode 144, we talk about the recent impact that the coronavirus has had in the sports world and the many cancellations of different leagues and sporting events across the country. We also have special guest Bob Pockris joining us to talk about NASCAR and inform us about the past 24 to 48 hours with the coronavirus affecting the sport of NASCAR. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 144 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Rotoballers NASCAR Premium Content. Get over to rotoballer.com today, use promo code GARAGE, you're going to get a discount, and you're going to get all the goods. It's literally the only sport in existence for the foreseeable future because of coronavirus. So you have no reason not to do it. So you go to rotoballer.com, go to the NASCAR tab, go to the premium content. You're going to get free articles by me. You're going to get premium rankings by Drew Dean, or as we like to call him now, as he is, uh, he's risen as Chef Boyardine. No one wants to take turns with at Drew Dean when they can take left turns with at Chef Boyardine. Isn't, is Chef that Boy. Chef Boy. He's in the house. T-shirts coming love soon. It. Yeah, Sean Engel has his uh, free rankings that he puts up, and we have news updates by Daniel Bragg. We've got Scott Engel on XM Radio, on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And, yeah, and you can watch me and Drew on YouTube, on Roto Ballers' YouTube channel, uh, doing our NASCAR DFS preview, which we will have out for you guys. Uh, It's already out. It's today. You can go watch it right now. We did it. We grinded. We made it happen for you because, it, like again, it's the only sport. Use promo code GARAGE. Get it now. It's going to be a huge weekend for NASCAR DFS. If you're not playing, I don't know what else you're doing. You're either reading a Get book. In there. You're being quarantined. Um, you know, you're, you're trying not to sneeze on people. I don't know what you're doing. But, you know, definitely go stock up on the TP and everything else <laughs> and then use promo code GARAGE while you're on the Internet because everyone's about to start living on the Internet. And that's that's life now. What a in there, yeah, yeah, crazy week, Drew. What a wild week. What a wild twenty-four hours. I'm now work from home mode from for work. So I don't know if you've been issued that uh, statement from work, but I'm now work from home boy and uh, quarantine and chill. I like it. So quarantine and chill for you. That's great for you. Unfortunately, I don't think that we're there quite there yet. Uh, down here in uh, in the south, in south uh, South Louisiana, Mississippi, I literally got to my day job today, and people were like shaking hands, and they they were like, "We're not worried about this." So I'm just waiting for uh, for everyone to contract coronavirus at this point now. And I'm eventually going to just say, "Hey, um, I manage social media pages, so I'm just going to stay home." There you go. You might be the first one out. I mean, the first one to get the the benefits of that, I would think. Right. But I mean, hey, if we're if we're all quarantined, um, you know, if something crazy happens and nobody can do anything, I mean, it, it's not really going to matter at that point. So we got we to keep an eye out. We got to spectate. 
You got to watch the news. You got to stay informed. Actually, don't watch the news. I feel like the news does worse for you. I feel like the news is where everything blew up in the first place. So I, I got to tell my story um, about – Where were you when Rudy Gobert got um, – Where were Rudy you Gobert? when Rudy Gobert yeah. That's going to be the story. Because that, that was the domino, the first domino in terms of like – I mean, we already knew Corona was here, but the reaction went from one stage or one level – to the next level when that came out, right? That's the way I interpret it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a long-running joke for weeks now. Everybody's been, you know, playing it and talking shit about coronavirus, and I've been one of them. I'm still doing it. I really don't care. Um, you know, that's, that's me. If you don't like it, sue me. But um, I literally was at an AA meeting, and I turned my phone off for those. I was, uh, I was going there and just going to hear some stories and whatnot. It was my night to go. And uh, I'm sitting in there. I'm listening to this incredible story and about this uh, from this guy. And we wrap up the meeting. I leave. And my phone was blowing up the whole time. But, like, I never check my phone while I'm in there unless, like, I get, like, a, you know, a call from, like, somebody like, you know, yourself or, you know, somebody that's mm, close to me. I made the cut. Made the cut. Good job, Chef Bardeen. Um, Yeah, I mean, I got to know what's up. I mean, like, you might be cooking up some good stuff. You know, I never know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I walk out, and I get on my phone, and the first thing I see is a notification on Sleeper, and it's like the NBA is canceled. I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, this is, like, like okay, like, this, obviously, this, this is some kind of joke. I need to go see what's up. I get on Twitter. And the first thing I see is this video of Rudy Gobert wiping his fucking hands all over mics and laughing and shit. And then the next thing I'm reading is about a doctor bum rushed the court and was like, stop everyone. And it was literally the scene from space jam. Like that, that's what, and I, it's funny because I tweeted that out like an hour before any of this happened. I was like, I was like, we're, we're living in space jam and we don't even know it because they were, I saw something about how they may postpone the game for coronavirus or something like that before the meeting started. So I quote tweeted that. And then when I got out, that's when I found out about the cancellation of the league. Tom Hanks had coronavirus, like all this crazy shit. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like the world just took like a serious shift. And then I was like, mad because i started seeing all these space jam tweets that were just went fucking viral way faster than the coronavirus and i was like damn like they they took my my fucking my funny they took my funny and that was so selfish and insensitive of me to think that at that moment in time but i thought that that was like the greatest comparison of all time so i was a little upset i may still be a little upset and fitting too that we had just talked about Space Jam last episode. Yeah, and that's and that's the main thing. Like, did, did we mention anything about the the, the not that I, scene specifically though? We didn't mention that scene, but impressive find. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, it's like we're canceling, we're canceling all leagues until we know what's going on. Like, I've been thinking about that for like low key for like a week, and then when I saw that, I was like, okay, I got to do this, and now everybody else is is doing it. It was because it's like, damn, like. There yeah. was there was my find of of the century, and it was yeah. it was gone away. I have a a question for you. How does this go over at work? If you see some, so I walked in yesterday with a um, 
prescription refill for ADHD, but I just had my CVS bag and, you know, everyone's talking about coronavirus right now. And I just, I just walk in on my CVS bag out in the open. Do you think that kind of rubs some people the wrong way? Oh yeah, dude. So like, look, the, the guys, you, you have to listen to this guys and girls, please listen up. These are some tips um, for, for how you, you figure this shit out. So before, before I tell you the tips, uh, there's, there's about three tips that I'll give you, but I will say this. If, if anyone sneezes, around you if anyone coughs around you um if anyone looks like they have nyquil face like jay cutler in the cold um if any of those three things if you notice any of that you have every right to overreact you have every right to just like completely go petty and be like oh my god go home get the fuck away from me like and then you you have a right to like run you can run away and not have any context because literally we're in a pandemic right now like there's a pandemic like mm-hmm. i feel like yeah this is free for all like people are going to be looting before long i literally not, watched a woman fight over toilet paper in a store if if you're not being told you can work from home i guarantee if you type up an email it says due to the pandemic uh, <laughs> like due to the coronavirus i will be working from home if you have an issue with this, please let me know. I guarantee you no boss out there wants to say, get like come into work. Um, I, I guarantee you there are bosses that will. My question is, is if, if you have a boss that you know is like already downplaying this thing and you want to send that email, my question is, is depending on the, the, the laws of each state, can you sue yeah, that's what I was about to correct myself to. I was gonna say, yeah. can you so sue your there boss? will be a boss that would say come into the office, but here's the move you make if you already have like tension with your boss or you don't care about your boss. Maybe that's your your job. I don't I don't know what your situation is, but if you tag your HR business partner in the email and you do it, then you're probably more safe. What if you don't have an HR department? Do you have so you don't have any person related <laughs> to HR? Is this your situation? No, this is not my situation, but there are people out there that have this situation. I think there are people, jobs out there. I think 99% of jobs, maybe not an HR department, they have at least one person that does HR responsibilities. There's someone yeah, like, in your so company. Somebody that cuts the checks. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. like in a small business and the person that owns the company is probably your HR person. So. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of like people that work in small business, see, like I love my job. And, and, you know, my day job is great. I get to do what makes me happy. You know, I'm on social media and I'm, I'm getting to make content, going to do things like that. So I'm cool with that. But if I start noticing that people are getting sick really bad and like it, what's crazy is, is that at my day job, it literally took out an entire uh, dealership. One of the other really? dealerships. Yeah. Everyone was home with flu type a mm. and, uh, and yeah, I went in there. And I went there that one day and when I was there, they were all like, you probably want to leave because everyone's sick. It's all infested in this, in this place. I was there. I went and got some shots of some stuff outside and I left and I never got sick, but I know my little boy's sick. He got sick. So it's like, I think my, I think that my immune system over time has mutated to this level of just like, well, your body doesn't even know what state it's in anymore. So it, nothing can stick to me. So I've become like water. I'm now wow. Dasani. I'm Dasani now. I've reached full. Um, I've reached full level of Bruce Lee be like water talk. And so hey, now. I hate to cut you off. Breaking news. PGA tour canceled the players championship. 
Two Whoa, minutes. we just broke news. Yeah, the last last sports standing are NASCAR and UFC. Oh man. PG I thought for sure PGA would finish because it's an individual sport and they played today, but there's no telling like if a caddy or anybody any kind of personnel <laughs> has corona, then that that would be why they cancel or they're just following suit, but wanted to break the news. Sorry to interrupt your story. Yeah, no, no, that needed to be talked about. So yeah, like that's been like getting into sports though. That's, that's been the crazy thing. So kind of getting back to the NBA, you know, we've seen a lot. The big thing that people were worried about um, was the NCAA tournament March madness. Um, And it's, it's canceled now. We, I mean, I, I pretty much knew like once NBA was canceled, that it wasn't going to be long after that we were going to see that happen. Yeah, um, and the business side of it too, like, dude, I don't know if you saw this, but March Madness literally makes up for 80 to 85% of the NCAA basketball's revenue. So that being canceled, I mean, that, that just shows you how little the regular season and conference tournaments actually matter. Um, <laughs> and it's just blowing my mind that it's, it's at least postponed. I don't know if it's for sure canceled. I don't know how that how that works if we're – on a month hiatus here, if they would even reevaluate playing the tournament. But I know for me, it's like my number one or number two take time off of work, hang out with the guys weekend is that first weekend of March Madness, the opening, the round of 64 and the round of 32. So it's just, just crazy. You know, I was looking forward to my first ever season of actually betting March Madness. <laughs> and coronavirus fucked it up for me. So I'm a little upset, you know, I've, I've been looking forward to this. I really have. Like I've been looking forward to, uh, to March Madness. You know, I did my first bracket last year. I've never been really big into basketball. Um, but I did my first best day. Yeah, dude. Like it was amazing. Like I I did this bracket and I did really good. Um, and I I did good up until like the getting towards like, I think it was like the, the last eight and then everything imploded. But, um, I was really looking forward to it this season, man. It sucks that it is what it is. And this virus comes in here and thinks it's all hot shit and somebody's going to have to let it know what's up. So I think the only way to let it know what's up is for, you know, us to, uh, to just get it and then internally kick its ass. Kind of like the flu. I agree. Yeah. We should, we got, we got to, we got to just get it and show it, show it. We got to show it who's boss. So we got to do. So, um, and our, like for you too, being like just now to the betting world, I mean, if you thought brackets was fun, I think about a full game of slates where basically you have one TV. I mean, I know the routine. I have my, I get all my TVs, computers out, have TNT, TBS, True TV, and CBS, all four, four up and running. Right. Yeah. It's like literally like the, the closest thing that I have to that is like during the NFL and NASCAR season where I have one screen on red zone and one on the race. And so like, I've never gotten to experience that full thing, man. And I, I, I even contemplated going to buy like a basketball Jersey of like a college team. That would have been big. Who would you have gotten there? Probably, probably LSU, probably, but LSU. I wouldn't, I would no, not LSU, uh, LSU. I would have gotten an LSU jersey. I probably would have went and bought a Pistol Pete jersey. Honestly. Now that I know you haven't done the NCAA tournament the right way, it makes me want to like get you in a casino in Biloxi or even Vegas or something like that, and do it big the in front of the in front of the sports book and in front of all the TVs. You need to do it big the first time. Yeah, that's that's definitely where. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll have next year to look forward to that. 
There you go. Um, that's it. So, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, after we kick coronavirus's ass, we're going to do that. Um, the other sports, of course, uh, the XFL, they're trying to figure that shit out. Um, I talked with, uh, talked with our good friend Danny Boy today. He's saying it's looking like they're probably going to be canceling. Um, but uh, it's not 100% confirmed. He's just kind of going off of what his sources have been telling him. Not good for a sport that's trying to grow and build off, you know, week over week momentum. Not a good time for that. Yeah, I mean, not a good time for any sport. But. <laughs> but, but for the XFL, it's even worse. It literally came at like the worst time possible. So it's like, shit. It's like, you know, 2020 is off to this amazing start and all this great shit's happening. And then bam, it's like, like, but when you really think about it though, 2020 has already been like the longest year that is so new. Like, you know, I feel like, I feel like it was so long ago when the whole world war three thing was happening. And then like, you know, now we're at this coronavirus stage and it's like, what's next? Like it just, it just, this year, every month just seems to one up each other. So I'm actually really nervous about April. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what, what, what could happen next? Like, are we going back into another ice age? Like the, if sun we lose Dago, if we sky? lose Dago, that'll be the bottom for us. Oh no, no, I will not lose Dago. I've already made sure that, um, and I, and I've said it all day long. I'll say it here and you're going to hear it again on our interview. I will go buy the bubble boy suit and I will wear it. And I don't care if I'm the only person there. I, I will be there. I'll make sure I take a picture of it and say, I'm here, I'm in my bubble and I'm here in the infield and I'm listening to my AirPods and we're having a great time. And I'm just listening to some, you gotta get a GoPro if you do that. Yeah. I'll definitely have the GoPro for the bubble suit. Um, and then I'll just be listening to like Corey Smith all by myself. Just oh, my <laughs> head is hell. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the only way to do it. So or I beat um, a high school. Yeah, days. he was a real one. Corey Smith's the man. I'm still not going to lie. Even though I'm older, moved on, I would still go to a Corey Smith concert right now. Oh, my God. Have you ever been to one? Oh, like three or four, for sure. Yeah, I've been, I went to one at Texas Club in Baton Rouge. Shit was off the chain, dude. I love it. Um, but uh, with, with, the, with the sports that we do have left, luckily it has fallen upon us, though, Drew. It, 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 NASCAR being one of the only sports left – and uh, w- alongside UFC now, now that we know the PGA is canceled, um, we, we've got uh, we've got a big responsibility. We have we a do. very. I big think we're going to have new eyes uh, for those of you that have not played DFS. I highly recommend you subscribe to our content and let us guide you. Um, this will be the biggest. If the race happens, there's still a chance it could, get, it could get canceled. But as of right now, it's on, and this is the biggest opportunity we've ever had because. All those players on DraftKings that are don't have the major sports, right? They're going to be looking to use that money. They're going to be looking for that itch. They can't bet sports. They can't play DFS basketball. And they're going to be throwing money into NASCAR. And that just gets me really, really fired up. You probably can hear it in my voice. Oh, dude, I, I'm stupid pumped. And, I mean, the thing about it is, is like, we're definitely going to see a surplus of uh, – of contest because I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Literally all we have, golf, soccer, NASCAR, MMA, and then League of Legends. By the end of this weekend, there will just be MMA, NASCAR, and League of Legends on DraftKings. A DraftKings app with three sports. League of Legends, um, it, I've never done it. I probably will do it. I'll probably try it. 
I'll probably look into some content. There's got to be somebody that's like an, an esports legend out there that we need to like scoop up and bring them on the podcast next week for an episode. Right? Yeah. I'm looking at some of these contests right now, though, man. Um, you know, we 37,000 on a chrome horn. Uh, we've got 41,000. These numbers are going to have to, they're either going to have to make a shitload more contests or we're going to have to significantly, I, they should do a Millie. They should do a Millie maker for NASCAR this weekend, honestly. They I really, really I, I really do think they, so I don't think they mess with the contest after they open them. So what this means is if you really want to be in the primary tournaments before they, um, you know, once they get 80% full, they'll release some new ones. But if you want your spot for sure in these tournaments, you need to go reserve your spot by at least Saturday. So remember that <laughs> because they could get to 80% by Saturday night. Oh, dude, big time. People are already starting right now. Like I'm actually probably going to get on here and go ahead and reserve some stuff and uh, be ready to rock and roll as, as, we, as we normally do. But, um, but guys, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, it's just a crazy time. I, we've never experienced something like this. I know I personally haven't. I don't think you have either. Um, we've been on this earth about the same amount of years. So it's, uh, it's just kind of navigating new waters and I think we're all going to be okay. I, I think that there is definitely some overreaction here, but, um, but at the end of the day, we have to remember to remain strong. We've been through shit before we've fought off all kinds of other, uh, plagues and, uh, different viruses and illnesses. And if we've done it before, we can do it again. So This leads me to my three tips that I promised everyone. Tip number one, wash your hands. Not hard. Very simple. Water, wash your hands. Everybody's freaking out over hand sanitizer. You don't need that shit. Go get you some antibacterial soap and just wash your hands. That's it. That's all you got to do. If they're out of hand sanitizer, oh, well, go get some soap. Carry it around in your pocket. Get some bottles of water. You're good. Uh, Tip number two. Whenever you go to open doors or pick up shit, just put your hand in your shirt and then use the other side of your shirt. When I go turn open doors and and knobs, I use my shirt. Even before the coronavirus uh, pandemic, I would always, like if I would wash my hands in a bathroom, I would put my hand in my shirt to open a door. Um, Most most doors now that are not in the South um, have the foot foot openers where you can put your foot down there and open shit, which is very sanitary, good stuff. Tip number three, if somebody is talking to you and they get all up in your shit, put your shirt over your mouth and it'll let them know to back the fuck up. Um, and, Can I add and, a bonus tip? Yeah, bonus tip. Bonus tip. If someone, if you want to make a statement and someone sneezes in front of you and is acting like it's no big deal, yell at them to dab next time, to dab their face into their, into their armpit, take the proper form of a dab, and then as they do it, run away. Yeah, just be like, Migos! Yeah, and then you run. Yeah, just run real right. fast. No, I, I think, I think that was a great bonus tip, though, because dab, dabbing can make a – you know, th- this could be good. Like, this could be really good for dabbing. Coronavirus is, is, could br- bring dabbing back. Like, Cam Newton's stock is going up as we speak right now. You know, it's like I, uh, I, I want to know what Cam thinks about the coronavirus. Should we rebrand this right now? Yeah, yeah. I think that – I definitely think that we, we owe it to Cam Newton to call him, though, to let him know before we decide to do it. Um. So we, we should we should at least give him that much. We should put your three nah. steps on the Garage Guys account and then put the bonus tip on there too and tweet it out to the world. This yeah, is- we'll do that. We'll do that for sure. And then we'll put a picture of Cam Newton dabbing. There you go. We've done our job. Our All right, civic duty. Work. 
Um, maybe we can get the tweet sponsored by Kato's where Cam shops. That would be cool. This is true. All right, we'll do that. Okay, guys, uh, our NASCAR premium content, of course, you, again, you know it's at, it's at Rotoballer. You can go visit that today. Our race preview this week uh, is going to be on YouTube. So if you get over to rotoballer.com, you can go and watch me and Drew discuss this weekend's race. We're going to be talking about some drivers we like. We'll be talking a little bit about the track. If you've already watched uh, what I've been doing on YouTube for the past two weeks, you kind of know what to expect. But the new element is here. Chef Boyardine is in the building. Our first uh, double trouble uh, Roto Baller NASCAR DFS preview show is coming, and it's already here. So you need to go watch that right now get prepared and the reason that we're not doing the preview on this episode is because we have a very special guest and our special guest this week is none other than the eyes and ears of nascar for fox sports and that is mr bob pockers had a great great time talking with little bobby p bobby p bobby p the man the myth the legend uh, and we're going to definitely get to talk with him. Before we do that, this interview is brought to you by Drip Drop ORS. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Dehydration has a profound effect on your health, mood, and performance. Used by top hospitals across the country, Drip Drop ORS is safe enough for everyday use and powerful enough to help battle dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by athletes, firefighters, military members, ourselves and nascar fans that's right we got nascar fans putting drip drop in their beer and plus it's sick season literally there are people walking around with the coronavirus there are people walking around with the flu it's so important to stay hydrated when you're sick there, there is literally there are testimonies you can go to dripdrop.com you can read the testimonies about the people when they have the flu when they're sick i don't know if there's any with coronavirus yet but i'm sure there will be because if you drink drip drop you're going to be hydrated. You're going to feel great. So go to dripdrop.com right now. Use promo code garageguys20 to save 20% on your order. Do it today. Now, here's Mr. Bobby P himself, Bob Pockers of Fox Sports, the eyes and ears of NASCAR. All right, we now welcome on to the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Podcast, the eyes and ears of NASCAR, the man himself. It's been a uh, It's been a crazy, crazy week. There was only one person that we knew that we could talk to to make sense of all of these things that have been happening, and that's none other than Bob Pockers from Fox Sports. Bob, how are you? I'm doing good, Chase. How are you? I'm doing well, man. We're just, we're trying to survive over here. It's been crazy. Uh, the The media has been insane today, and I know that you've been right in the middle of it. Uh, I've I've got your notifications on on Twitter, and your fingers are probably on the verge of explosion from the <laughs> amount of tweets that you had coming yeah. out today. So I can only imagine how busy it's been, but uh, but but Bob, you got to tell us, man, what what are, what have these past twenty four hours been like for you? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's just been busy, you know, trying to figure out what uh, what NASCAR is going to do, and uh, obviously, I think a lot of it changed uh, with the NBA last night once the, the NBA decided to. Uh, suspended season I think that kind of made people look and say okay uh, suspending or canceling events is proper at this time you know I think when you see somebody some somebody as big as the NBA do it it probably gives other leagues and and groups you know a little bit more confidence that 
that doing it uh, is an appropriate measure. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of questions on whether NASCAR would postpone or, or what they would do and what the governments where they're racing would do. And um, as of 7.30 on Thursday night, uh, NASCAR's plan is to race at Atlanta next week at Homestead, but without fans in the grandstands. By the way, are you an NBA fan at all? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like the NBA. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's a more, you know, athletic sports league that has a lengthy season as much as uh, as the NBA. You just sit, just sit there and watch uh, watch the post and watch everything develop around it. It's a pretty amazing game to watch. Heck yeah, man. I know I'm, Drew. I'm a huge NBA fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see the did you see the video of Rudy Gobert and how that's kind of the fallout from that? I saw Rudy uh, post an apology today and taking ownership of things that he did and it's it's a reminder that that you should heed um heed warnings and heed uh you know what uh what experts are saying yeah i wouldn't have i wouldn't have fared well with old rudy there especially after he touched all over the microphones and he downplayed the whole thing because i know like he's obviously at this point he's like the biggest uh the biggest joke of 2020 thus far for doing the things that he's done and, and now in, in his defense though how many people were making fun of it making fun of the virus well i mean you know? i was one of them too i mean i mean how how were you looking at this thing bob well you know the way the way i look at it and i kind of uh, did something for fox sports on it is uh you know whenever a decision is made for the sa- for the safety of of people you know whether whether you agree with some of the philosophy or disagree the fact that there somebody's making a decision based on your safety i think it's hard to argue with you know i mean just uh just like, you know, you know, if there's lightning in the area, some people say, well, you should play until it's closer, right? But, you know, it's still a decision made with, uh, with fan safety and competitor safety in mind. And so, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't see that there's a lot of argument against it. I wish uh, NASCAR would – well, I don't say I wish. I mean, it's a shame that, that they're going to do races without fans. And, uh, you know, if NASCAR could have – postponed and and potentially you know done these races later in the year you know i'm sure they looked at it uh they haven't really talked much about their reasoning uh behind their their decisions yet i think anytime you have some event without fans it's a little it's going to be it's frustrating and you know competition but it's also you know to to kind of engage fans right you know i mean exactly and uh and so when they're not there it, it loses a little bit of its uh Luster. Yeah. Yes, and, sure. and that's, that, that's what I'm looking at it too. I know that me and Drew have been discussing it all day. You know, me and Drew, I mean, we're, this is a fantasy sports podcast, obviously we write for Roto Baller and uh, we do, we cover you know, daily fantasy sports. So we got a lot of people out there that, you know, look, look at our content and they use it on our lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel. And so it was almost like a sigh of relief because when you have all of these different sports out there, like basketball being canceled, MLBs following suit, people are wondering what's happened with the XFL. Um, you have all these different sports that are full Folding up, and especially with the NCAA tournament folding up, that's one of the biggest, you know, sports gambling events um, of the year, March Madness itself. And so, you know, we do a lot of the DFS NASCAR stuff, and, and we play fantasy NASCAR. So it's it's kind of a sigh of relief. But I look at it like this, okay? Like 
yes, NASCAR is, is for the fans first and foremost. It's one of the best sports out there. Um, and, and I know since I've been covering NASCAR, I, I grew up as a fan. You know, we did Talladega every year. That was my first race and only race we ever went to. And so the experience for me growing up was incredible. But once I got into the media side of it and I was in the infield and doing different things, um, you know, I realized just how deep that connection runs. But at the same time, when something like this happens now, this opens up a brand new door for a new era of fan and a new era of the fantasy player. All eyes are on NASCAR this weekend. You know, the silver lining. Yeah, I mean, I I hope that's not NASCAR's intent, (laughs) you know, to be taking advantage of the fact that there are other groups that aren't. uh, I hope NASCAR is doing it. you know for what they feel is the best for their fans and they feel that uh that having a race on television is is something that they can do safely and uh and excite their fan base then then great but i I hope they're not doing it looking oh well this is this is the time when we can gain more fans so we're going to do it we're going we're going to race now i don't i hope that's not their well do you, uh, i mean motivation. why do you necessarily think that's a bad thing though well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that you should be taking advantage of a of a crisis for your own benefit in the sense of like taking advantage of other people's decisions. Does that make sense? In the sense of like, if you feel that hey, we, we can you can do a race and do it uh, and do it safely, uh, engage the fans through through television, okay. But I wouldn't say well that that the decision should be made based on well, there's nothing else going on, and this would be a great thing that uh, that more more eyeballs would see it, you know, and, and have that cloud your your judgment on whether this is a safe thing to do. Yeah, I don't think it's NASCAR it's necessarily their intent, but hopefully it's like a result or a byproduct of something um, in that situation. But just to make sure we're getting everybody the most up to date information, they've only postponed or not postponed. They've stated the next two races are without fans, right? That's the only news we have so far. Correct. Correct. As of, you know, Thursday night. So, you know, obviously things can still change, right? We'll see what happens when, uh, when all the teams show up uh, tomorrow and, you know, you talk about three garages and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Right. Do you anticipate your coverage changing at all for like how you handle this on well, Twitter? Well, I mean, I think, you know, uh, I mean, right now they're NASCAR's not letting beyond what's going on the live telecast. They're not allowing media in the garage or on pit road or, you know, so, so yeah, so there'll be very little coverage, I would say beyond the actual on track activity itself. Yeah. I've seen a lot of reports out there. I've seen some of your stuff that you've put out there about, you know, we're going to be using teleprompters to do certain things. We're going to have, um, you know, yeah, there's, there's, all, be- all, all there, there, there's no press conferences during the weekend. They're all on teleconference. There's no face to face time between the athletes and the media, except for the live uh, radio and TV telecasts. The only other thing that you could see, like the first thing I thought of in my head, the picture that I popped into my head when I found out about this is just like a bunch of media members in hazmat suits. It would be a sight, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you, you definitely got to look at that and, and say, you know, at least we, we've got the racing that's coming in.
Um, and that's the one thing that uh, makes me happy for sure to be able to, you know, continue to watch a sport. And I know there's a lot of fans out there that are excited that they're going to be able to continue watching their sport. I think they made the best move there. Um, and, and, you know, we'll definitely keep, we're going to be keeping track of this stuff and see how it goes. Hopefully within, you know, after two races, two weeks from now, some things, you know, will have been, you know, developed and we'll be able to continue rocking and rolling. Hopefully it'll be uh, all clear by Talladega. I've already like, uh, I've already put a tweet out today where I was, uh, gonna go get me a bubble bubble suit you remember the movie uh bubble boy with john travolta <laughs> not really not, not really. really maybe so, the one with jake Gyllenhaal. i mean look everybody needs to protect themselves it's a serious thing so i don't really want to be joking too much so i mean it's a serious deal right now and a lot of people are uh worried about um about their health and oh yeah there's definitely a lot of health risks involved i mean whenever we found out that tom hanks and his wife got diagnosed with it that was definitely i think like i said the nba and the tom hanks thing that was the turning point for a lot of people so i I personally like i like to uh, i know it's a serious issue i know a lot of people have changed changing their stances on it and i know it can affect everybody so we're definitely hoping for the best but um but looking past all of this, kind of getting more back into the racing spirit, last week in Phoenix, Bob, we had uh, we had probably one of the most exciting races at Phoenix that I've seen in a long time, and I think that's mostly due to the uh, to the new package with the new spoiler that they have on this car. The passing was insane. I'm so looking forward to seeing this go down in uh, in Bristol and continuing this. And I think that we had looked into a couple of things just as far as some, uh, some statistics comparing this race to, uh, to past couple of races. And it just looks like all the numbers were up on all fronts. How, uh, how did you receive this new package? I know it was well received in NASCAR. What are your thoughts on this going forward and moving into, uh, into the next generation car? Well, I mean, I thought it was a great, um, you know, it was a great race and it was great to see drivers be able to pass, not easily, but if they had a better car, they were able to make the pass if they were, if they worked on it for a little bit and not just get stalled out behind the car uh, in front of them, uh, as you know. So I thought it was great. Uh, it was a great uh, aero package they had uh, for this race. Obviously great tire that they brought. And um, I think, you know, you saw that and it gave you a lot of hope for the championship uh, after the Martinsville and Phoenix races last year, you were like, gosh, those are the last two races of 2020 and NASCAR is going to have to do something <laughs> if they want to, you know, if they want to have a good, good championship battle this season. It seems like there's something different. There's a different type of spark. Um, there, there's something happening. I don't know. I was in Daytona and, and when I was out there, just the, uh, the amount of people that were there, it sucks. It got rained out. I had to leave before that Monday and uh, you know, everything happening with Ryan Newman, it was just uh, it was crazy. And I, uh, before all that though, just being out there and seeing that there was just something different. I feel like this, the sport is at a place right now. It's at a pivotal moment. And I feel like we're, we're on the cusp of something big. Has there been a lot of talk uh, in the, in the media center that you found? I know I've chatted with a few people and uh, in, in some of my circles that I have, but uh, what's kind of like uh, your, your take on maybe going into this next generation and how things are changing as far as the, uh, the different types of media outlets like ourselves you know, ourselves for, for one. And you got some of the YouTubers out there. I know Barstool's jumped in to this thing. What's, uh, what, what's kind of your overall take on, on how this thing can develop moving forward? 
Well, I think, you know, Chevrolet having a new body is kind of, you know, gave a little bit of a spark to, you know, oh, is Hendrick going to be back? Is, um, is RCR going to be back? Is Ganassi going to be better? So you had that. You had, um, you, you know, you question would, Toy- would Toyota and Gibbs repeat what they were doing? And, uh, and then you have all these drivers who are kind of free agents. You have Jimmy Johnson, you know, it's his last year. You know, he's not coming back. You know, you have uh, Ryan Blaney's already re-signed, but, you know, what's Keselowski, Keselowski going to do? What's Larson going to do? What's Eric Jones going to do? So you have all these drivers who are kind of – you have all these drivers who are trying to prove themselves, right, and, and, and looking on for, uh, you know, for, for, for their futures. So you have all the pressure on them. And so I think it's, uh, you know, interesting to watch. And then, you know, when you talk about – I think media is constantly changing right now. And, uh, you know, and so – not not only you know when you look at fantasy but you know it's gambling you know how much is gambling going to be involved what can nascar do you know nascar has a uh, a great you know ability because they own so much of their data right like you know right. that you can't you know you can watch a football game and know like interceptions but you can't watch a nascar race and know who had the fastest lap you can't know who was fastest on pit road all that data nascar owns and so you know they can really control you know who who's creating the the lines and and what type of uh you know what type of prop bets there can be right so i think there's a lot of things that 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 you know can can come out of that when when you look when you're looking towards future and kind of just you know generating fan excitement big time man and um and as far have have you got a, a chance to check out some of these new youtubers that are coming up um, you know, I mean, I know some of them, but I, I can't say that I've checked them out. Gotcha. And then, um, I, I'm guessing not the whole Barstool thing either, right? Uh, you know, I've listened to it some, I've listened to their podcast. It's, it's, you know, Clint Boyer's on it. It's, they've, they've had some interesting things on there. You know, uh, it's, uh, I mean, look, uh, you know, NASCAR's looking to expand their van, fan base and they're, you know, and they're trying, uh, and they're trying some things and I guess we'll see if it works. I got you. Are you uh are you decently fond of it, or is it kind of not your cup of tea? Uh, you know, I can't say I've listened to Barstool more than the po- the podcast. You know, uh, beyond you know maybe some of the stories I've read. So I I don't know whether I can I I, I can say I'm not a I'm not a fan because I haven't listened. It's not because I'm uh, you know that I've listened and I'm not a fan. I I just I haven't uh, haven't listened to a ton of what they do. I got you. And, and that's, that's fair too, because like you said, you're, you're a very busy man. You stay busy 24 seven. Um, I well, wanted I'm to... also, I mean, I mean, quite frankly, I'm 51 years old. Am I the target barstool? <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen, they, they have this guy on there. I've been, I've been following it because like the, he liked to throw these attacks out. They got this like 60 year old man that makes these targeted memes. I don't yeah. know if you're a big meme guy. I'm not a huge meme guy. So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, like I mean, I don't think I'm, you know, I I, I don't get excited over that. So, gotcha. uh, but what excites you, know, you, Bob? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I just I like uh, I like um, I don't want to say I like drama, but I like you know I like I like excitement down to the wire, right? Like I want I want, what excites me is not knowing who's going to win, right? That that's Heck what yeah. excites me, and whether it's you know, I mean, I was on the field for wide for you know Florida State, um, Miami wide rights, wide wide lefts. You know, uh, that you know as a as a young reporter, th- those are the types of things that excite you when you don't know 
who's going to win and everybody has battled and given a, you know, given it their all and they're, you know, jubilant when they win and devastated if they lose. Bob, do you watch the WWE? Um, you know, it's on Fox, so uh, <laughs> my, uh, my TV will will turn to it. I mean, you know, look, I'm back, uh, uh, you know. I have this weird I, thing. I, the I reason I asked. I've a ton of wrestling in about 20 or 30 years, but now that's on Fox, I've, I've, I've watched a little bit. I have this weird thing in my mind where I think that NASCAR correlates with um, WWE, and I feel like fans of NASCAR watch WWE. I don't know why, so that's why I asked you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think there are there are a lot of parallels there. Obviously, you know, we've we've had some of the WWE people at the racetrack and and everything. Um, Sheamus was one of them. Yeah, Sheamus, you know, uh, um, Charlotte Flair did the uh, did she do the pace car at the Charlotte? I, I want to yeah. say so. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, look, it's a great it's a great product. You know, I, I uh, it's fine. I listen to a lot of di- some some different media podcasts. So I've heard a lot of a lot of the chatter about it and it's uh you know it they're doing something right because if you're a fan you are so engrossed into what's going on that uh that that you can't not watch right and that that's another thing too like i I know that for sure the football market loves the the wrestling side of it but in the nascar world uh, you know, we can you can remember back. I mean, you've been covering the sport for quite some time, and you know that a lot of fans love the drama on the track. That's one thing that me and Drew, you know, we're really looking to bring into the sport now. You know, we, of course, we cover fantasy sports, but you've seen me in the media center. You know, I'm in there with cut off blue jeans, and I'm just looking wild and crazy. And I, that's just kind of how I do things. And you know, we we want to we want to see some more personality and some more pop. I feel like out of some of these drivers, I mean, is that, do you think that that helps the sport or that hurts the sport? Oh, I think more personality certainly helps. Uh, you know, now that that's not to say that you can't be critical of somebody's personality. If you think they're being a jerk, you should be able to call them a jerk. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I think that people shouldn't be afraid to be jerks or they shouldn't be afraid to say how they feel. Now, certainly, you know, they have sponsors they have to deal with. You know, it's really easy for me to say that, right? <laughs> right. As a media guy, right? But um, it's, uh, you know, I, I think anything that helps uh, generate uh, personality is, um, is a good thing. And I think that's, it's, uh, that's, the hard part is, is that if you want to be a really good NASCAR driver, you have to decide when you're 12 or 13 that you all you want to do is race cars, right? You can't go to school and play on the football team and race cars. You have to solely race cars. And that usually means being homeschooled. And you don't, um, you know, so mainly you're, you're at home being schooled or you're on the road with a bunch of mechanics, most of them who are older than you. Uh, and all you do is, you know, is you drive a race car and you have to be incredibly focused. And, and that's all you think about. And I think that, uh, you know, when you compare that to a football player or a basketball player who hangs out in the locker room every day and, and rides a, a bus to three hours to and from a game and you kind of develop your personality hanging out with your friends, you know, I think that I think uh, other athletes have a tendency to kind of get more comfortable in their own skin and, and, and be able to show more personality at an earlier age than a NASCAR driver. Just because of the kind of the way you have to, um, you know, what makes a great NASCAR driver isn't personality, right? <laughs> what yeah, what makes skill. a great NASCAR driver is is focus and and you know and 
determination and skill and just, you know, dedication to the craft. That's a really good point. It is. I never really looked at it that way too. Cause I got, I don't know why it slipped my mind, but um, it, it makes total sense. I mean, now, cause looking at it, because you, you know, I've talked to a couple of drivers and I hang around a couple of drivers out there here and there and I'll, you know, we'll talk and we'll laugh and make a little small conversation, but it's like, you kind of wonder like, you know, me, myself, you know, I grew up a baseball player. Drew is a basketball player. So, you know, we, we had that locker room mentality and all that. So it's a, it's a great way to look at it. And, um, and getting back into uh, the personality, I think the uh, the fights. What do you what do you think about these fights, Bob? Um, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's hard because like you would never teach your kid to fight, right? Well, I mean, some people might. might some people might say, "Well, you know what? When you have well, to defend up, to defend yourself, yeah, defend yourself." But um, I'm not. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I just don't believe in a society in society that you, that that's you know incredibly acceptable, you know. Right. So Bob, Bob says, control your emotions, people. Yeah, um, but words to you live know, by. I also understand that that's you know that you know when you talk about you know somebody like Clint Boyer who's unhooking his belts and gets turned <laughs> by Ryan Newman after a race, <laughs> like you know I don't blame him for being upset and want to throw some haymakers, right? Because <laughs> right. you know he probably felt like he he, he was put in danger. And, and so like, I, I understand it, but you know, I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't view it as kind of part of the sport as maybe I would view a hockey fight, right? Like, like you have hockey yeah. enforcers and, and like, and that is in some ways part of the professional game. I view it. I don't necessarily view fights as part of, as part of NASCAR, but I do, what I do view is like, you know, Hey, if you bump somebody to pass them that you should expect to get a bump back either that race or another, or at another time, you know, when it's, when it's a, when it's a battle for position, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like when a baseball pitcher pegs somebody on the other team and you down the road, you're probably going to see him get hit. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, I, you know, I think you look at that, you know, I look at that more. It's like a, the, the Matt Kent's this Joey Logano situation. You know, there are a lot of people who say, Hey, Joey Logano, deserved it and I was like well you can say you deserved it but you know just like the beanball the the pitcher knows they're going to get suspended for a certain number of games right like like you kind of know that it's not acceptable it it might be part of the unwritten rules of the game but you also know that there's going to be a stiff somewhat stiff penalty that you're going to pay for it right yeah we 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 like you're also setting a tone you're also setting a tone for the weeks and years to come, which is kind of the same of what you would say probably Ken said did at Logano's a few years ago. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I was saying we, we, we definitely like, uh, we, we like Joe. I, I call him Joseph these days. Um, <laughs> I've had, I've had a couple of different, uh, different variations of nickname and, um, but uh, we, we actually, we, we were able to hang out with a couple of them. I'm good, for, good buddies with one of the guys that work on his crew. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang around every now and then on the track. We got to talk a little bit at Daytona. So, I, you know, Joey's a good driver, man, and he does a lot of stuff. And I feel like Joey sometimes when he's out there, like he's just he, – he's not he, – he's got his, his focus on the one thing like everybody else does. And he just ends up kind of getting in the way sometimes. And then it doesn't really transpire. I know the last time we saw him getting into action uh, was with him and Denny Hamlin. I think it was last season. Um, a lot of people said it was a weak fight. Um, is the closest thing that we had, but uh, 
but but I look at it this way, man. It's just you know when, when you know that you're good at something, um, you know you're you're going to end up winning, and and you're going to be able to. What, 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 it's like what we like to say: the results speak for themselves. That's what we say on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, anyway, when you're Joey, you've been you've been you know for four your first four or five years, you're pushed around. You're not going to be pushed around anymore, right? You, you know, and you you and I think the thing about Joey is that you know I. I get the feeling he knows, you know, what goes around comes around. And so he's, he knows that, you know, that there's probably going to be a time where he's going to get, you know, roughed up a little bit. And I think he's going to accept that for the most part. Speaking of team Penske, Bob, um, what do you think about the reshuffling of teams there? Do you think that has anything to do with, with uh, two wins early for Logano and no wins for Keselowski? Or do you think it's just a coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, I think Paul Wolf is a good, solid strategist, and he has a great driver, and they're able to connect. You know, when you, you when Brad Keselowski was as best is when they had fast cars, and and Paul Wolf was calling calling the strategy. Um, you know, they have fast cars now, and Paul Wolf's calling the strategy for Logano. <laughs> I think uh, Brad just. I mean, when I look at that change, I just I look at Kansas and the egg that. Uh, Keselowski and Paul kind of laid there and not advancing into the next round of the playoffs as a sign that, you know, those guys are just, they're just, their communication is just off, right? You know, there's just some, somebody's tuning somebody out, not sure which side, but that there needed to be a change. And uh, I think it's going to take some time for Keselowski. You know, he seems to be pretty upbeat. He's been fast. They just haven't had the luck, but uh, you know, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for him and Bowens to mesh. Right, 100%. I agree with that, too. And we know they got a great team over there with uh, with the 22 team as well. So shout out to those guys. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, Bob, we're, uh, we're, we're kind of winding down here. I did want to ask, man, so you've been, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, what got you into NASCAR? Was it uh, – were you a fan of the sport before you started reporting it, or, or was it uh, just kind of following the path? Well, I grew up in Indiana – and so I was, oh, there we you know, go. I was pre-watching <laughs> the, the Indy 500 and everything. And then uh, my first job at college in 1991 was at the Daytona Beach newspaper. And I worked there for 12 years. And so, you know, hey, if you're at the Daytona Beach newspaper and there's a big racetrack, you might, you might as well go over and take a look and see what's going on. And I mean, I'll be first to admit my NASCAR knowledge before that was pretty much Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and, cold uh, trickle. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, I, I, but I, I knew racing. I just didn't know stock car racing. Um, and so, you know, I, I worked for the Daytona paper from 91 to 2003 and, and saw, you know, obviously the credible rise, rise of the sport and, and the rise of a lot of, a lot of neat things, uh, neat things in NASCAR. And, you know, I, I love sports because they're, you know, you, you, we can try to predict all we want, but you never really can predict what's going to happen. Great, great thing to watch. And I think that, you know, people, People say, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, that, that it's just entertainment, but a lot of people uh, schedule their Sunday, they schedule their weekend lives around what, when NASCAR is on and it's important to them. And, and I think it's a credible responsibility to be able to try to bring them in. So. My, uh, my, my last question I got for you, and I drew, drew might have another one, but um, if you could be unbiased, who would your favorite driver be? Well, I work with Jeff Gordon, so I have to say Jeff Gordon, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I, you know, I look. I always say that my favorite driver is is all is anybody who gets out of their car. I mean, I always want to see every driver get out of their car after a race. You know, you Heck never yeah. want to see what happened 
to Ryan Newman happened. Um, it's terrifying. I will, say, I will say that Jeff Gordon, when he answered questions for the media, even if it was the 100th time he heard the question, he at least, uh, you at least got the feeling that he thought about what he was going to say and gave you, you know, uh, you know, a fairly honest answer. And, you know, I'm sure not everyone was 100% honest, but I just feel like, you know, he treated every question with, with respect. And, and that was, you know, that's certainly appreciated. I just wanted one uh, last question for Bob, and I just wanted to get his overall thoughts. What's your overall thoughts, Bob, on the uh, rookie class? I know we saw Tyler Reddick running up to second last week, and just wanted to hear what you've you know seen from them before this race, before this season, and how you think that's going to play out. And uh, you know, maybe if you had to pick one of the three that does the you know does the best this year, who who would that be and why? Well, if you asked me to start a season, I probably would have said Bell because he's just he he just seems a little bit. He's a little bit older than the others, and he, uh, he seems, uh, you know, he's going to be in great equipment. And I felt like he had a shot. I actually thought he had a, a chance to maybe win a race, you know, be like 20th in point. You know, kind of like Kyle Busch won two races and was, what, 20th in points his first year. Right. right. So I, I kind of envisioned that type of season for him. Um, you know, now I'm not sure. I still think the Toyos are going to be good. They just weren't good because it was – they're better when the tracks are hot and slick and they haven't gotten any hot and slick tracks yet. Everything, you know, when you were out in California, Vegas temps were too cool and, uh, and it kind of helped the Chevrolets. So I'm still going to say Christopher Bell, but man, you, it'd be hard not to be impressed by Tyler Reddick. Uh, the only question is, is whether he will make rookie mistake, how long he will make rookie mistakes. You know, he's going to race the wheels off the thing. Right. But the question is, is like, is he going to race the wheel off the thing, but still finish, you know, 25th every week because because uh, he you know scrubbed a wall or something like that. Right. Cole Custer looked top ten at uh, top ten last week. Uh, you know, solid run for him. I think he's going to be steady. You know, I, I don't. You know, I think you know you, what you Cole Custer is going to probably be between 10th and 20th every week. Uh, the other guys, I think you'll see a little bit more um, flashes of brilliance, but also uh, some maybe some dark days. Yeah, gotcha. and that's important for fantasy sports too, right, Chase? I mean, yeah, Cole it's Custer huge. is like Mr. Steady, and we know that yeah. that, that upside with Reddick. I think I think he has top five upside, but he might not be as steady as a guy like Cole, like Cole Custer. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, like I don't know if you're, you know, if your fantasy league takes into account like laps spent in the top ten, you know, or something like that. You know, he, he, Reddick may be the guy, right? Or you know, Reddick may score maybe doing well the first two stages and may actually score more points than Cole, even though he finishes behind Cole, right? If Cole's running 12th to 15th all day and Rex running fifth, fifth at the end of the first two stages, but then finishes 20th, let's say. So right. it'll be interesting to watch. It will. We're going to secretly get you involved in fantasy NASCAR. We just won't tell anybody. About <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to make it happen. But Bob, thanks so much, man. It was a pleasure right. having you on. And, um, and we'll be looking forward to hopefully seeing you at Talladega. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right. Bob. Thanks, man. Just gonna make it worse, worse. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's an enemy arm. Oh, that's an enemy arm. Take 
Sit down the enemy's army. Sit down the enemy's army. How does the enemy's army? How does the enemy's army? I wish the enemy hard. Bitch, I'm a star. Four and little whipping, I'm whipping this car. I might just park in the yard. Cast eyes like and I rip them apart. Fuck it, I got no heart. Show no emotions, I live in the dark. I don't know why, but that bitch left me scarred. I don't know why you just ain't play your part. Now you focus on wishing me hard. Fuck it, right the bare arms. I keep that stick on me arms. Under the enemy arms. I cannot fold under enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. You niggas gon' end up in a hearse. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt. Different adventures had to make it work. And these for niggas just gon' make it worse, worse, worse. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Ay. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Tell it we gon' let it bang. Trouble we gon' let it bang. Blowin' your brain inside. Trouble we gon' let it bang. Blowin' your brain inside. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Tell it we gon' let it bang. Trouble, we gon' let it bang, go in your brain inside Trouble, we gon' let it bang, go in your brain inside You niggas gon' end up in a hearse You niggas gon' end up in a dirt Funny trenches had to make it worse And these for niggas just gon' make it worse Worse that's an enemy arms. How that's an enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. How that's an enemy's arms. How that's an enemy's arms.